You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're going to welcome everybody uh, to George M. Steinbrenner Field. Uh, we have Aaron Boone here, and we are going to take questions uh, on this first day of spring training. Who would like to start? Meredith. Aaron, can you describe what it was like to walk into this spring training as manager of the New York Yankees, and what do you view as your biggest challenge this spring? It was a bit surreal, but I've had a lot of those moments, I think, the last couple of months as we've started to prepare for this season. Um, It was special, walking down the hall, walking into uh, the clubhouse, into my office, walking down to the dugout for the first time, kind of getting a lay of the land and feeling the facilities a little bit and, you know, understanding that, you know, now is the time. Um, and the excitement that goes with that because of the group of guys that we've assembled. So um, as far as the biggest challenge, you know, look, in spring training, it's about just getting these guys as individuals ready to play. And, you know, I think that's a little bit different for for each guy, you know, um, you know, we obviously we do things in a team concept and team building things, but I really view spring training as we need to get individuals ready to where they're performing at their best when we're breaking camp at the end of next month. And um, that looks a little bit different for everybody, depending on where guys are physically, where guys are maybe coming off an injury. Um, but I think that's the biggest challenge is really tapping into each guy and, and having them steering the right way when we leave here at the end of next month. Aaron, as you embark on this next part of your career, whose voice or voices are in your head and and what pieces of advice are in your head about making sure this is successful? Yeah, I think, first of all, my dad, you know, he's been the biggest influence in my life, certainly my baseball life. Um, uh, you know, as as most of you guys have known, I've I've talked to a few different managers, you know, frequently um, um, that I've kind of picked their brains. You know, I, I, one of the things I remember when I first got traded to the Yankees was walking into Joe Torre's office and and just his presence, his kind of soothing nature, um, his ability to put me at ease at the time and what's a whirlwind experience when you get traded as a player, especially coming to a place like New York. Um, so, so hopefully um, I take a little piece of, of, of what I thought he was great at into this job. Aaron, uh, first-time managers always talk about how different it is managing a pitching staff. You've got a veteran pitching coach. How much are you leaning on Larry Rothschild to kind of guide you through? How much responsibility do you just give him uh, how much authority do you just give him to do it? A lot. Um, you know, when I when I interviewed for this job, one of the things I was aware of was that Larry Rothschild was one of the guys already on coming back no matter what, which frankly put me at ease a little bit because of the respect I have for him, because of what I know he is, and now getting the opportunity just to get to work with him. You know, we spent a couple days down here about a month ago as a staff just kind of getting to know each other, getting our – program up and running making sure we're buttoned up as we get down here um you know he's already been in my office a couple times today and and i frankly do a lot of listening because i want to hear what he has to say he he he's so passionate he's so good at what he does um 
and he's so organized in, in really having an action plan for each one of these guys. And uh, so I'm leaning on him a ton. And, and I'm sure, especially in the early days, we'll lean on him even more. And, and I really respect his ep- expertise and his ability to, you know, find strengths and weaknesses with guys and then be able to tap into those things. So um, I'm really excited that he's here and I'm even more excited the last couple of days, just a few of the conversations we've started to have already as guys start to trickle in and we start to lay out the plans for each guy. It's been a lot of talk about how in-game decision-making will be one of the biggest hurdles you'll have to cross as a young manager. Mm -hmm. Is there any way you can start preparing for that now? Have you, started working on that can you work on that now well absolutely Uh, you know I think the more the more prepared the more you know your guys the more you know your strengths and weaknesses of guys all that goes into you know what comes out in the game right so I'm going to prepare we're going to be buttoned up each and every you know each and every night about kind of having a game plan an action plan how we want things to play out Um, and then hopefully the instincts um, that you have as a person, as a guy in control of the game, um, hopefully those come out in, in a positive way. But that, all that prep that goes in allows you, puts you in that position. And, uh, and that's already started not only being here, but the last couple of months with getting to know the organization, getting to know each individual, strengths and weaknesses, what's, what, we have, what we expect out of them, what we think their role may be. Those all go into, I think, properly preparing you to to make quality decisions within the course of the game. Aaron, yeah. expectations are obviously high for this team. Dylan Batances said, uh, if you guys don't win the World Series, it's not going to be a great year. What would constitute a, a great year for you? Well, he's right about the World Series would be a great year. Um, we understand the expectations, and I think one of the things that's exciting for me is to hear some of those comments and to to be around these guys as they've trickled in the last few days, as I've trickled in, like last year was great. A lot of these guys came of age and had a lot of, I I think viewed it as a very successful season. But I think what stands out being in that room right now is each, each really each, each guy I've spoken to the hunger is there and there's no satisfaction with what they are able to accomplish. So we understand it's a very tough road and, and that'll be one of our messages, especially for young players that have had successes. You know, just because things look good right now or things look good on paper and we believe we have a great team, it's also really hard. And there's a lot of little things that can allow you to be a championship club. And those are the things we really want to dr- dive into, especially starting here in spring training. But from what I can tell, the hunger in these guys is real. How would you size up the uh, second base and third base situation? And what do you hope to see from those positions? You have a, just Fluid. Um, you know, we've got several guys now in camp. We've, we've got a couple veteran guys that um, are, are part of the mix. Obviously, guys like Glaber Torres and Tyler Wade and, and Miguel Andujar are all real opportunities are, are right in front of them, you know, as, as they're kind of knocking on the door as that next wave of guys we think, whether it's immediately or certainly down the road, um, guys that we, we feel really good that are going to impact our major league club for a long time. Um, right now, it's, it's 
I don't know if open competition is the right word. Maybe it is. Um, but there's opportunities for a lot of guys to, to stake claim on a couple of really important jobs. Aaron, over here. Mm -hmm. Spring training is a time when we traditionally ask a lot of the players, you know, what they have to prove or, you know, a job they're trying to win. I mean, is it fair to say that you might be the guy in camp that has the most to prove of anyone in a Yankee uniform based on this experience? Okay. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I understand where we are. Um, it's the New York Yankees. Um, you know, obviously... Having never done this before, I understand a lot of the questions. A lot of people can't wait to see what my style is or how I'm going to go about things or how I'm going to command the team and whatnot. So maybe it's one of the more interesting to see how that kind of unfolds. Um, but it's something that um, I'm, I'm consumed with with the job and being great at it and and just hopefully impacting our guys that allow us to take another step as a club and, and ultimately become a championship club. Aaron, uh, just wanted to know how much contact have you had with the players even before camp opened? A lot. Um, I would say there's very few guys I haven't at least touched base with uh, from a text message, spoken to a number of them. Um, you know, so I'm, I, I feel like we're in a good place and, and at least off to a pretty good start. Um, and one of the things that I've been doing these last couple of months, one of the things that was really important to me was to start that clock on those, on those relationships. And I feel like we're off to a really good start. I feel like we're in a really good place. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that makes me so excited about this job, not only the talent and what I believe this team's capable on the field, but, just a lot of high character, good people in that room. And that's, I think that's come across um, watching this team from afar the last couple of years, but certainly getting to know them a little bit now this winter through phone calls, through uh, dinners, through golf, through, you know, just meetings at a hotel, through phone calls, text messages. Um, you know, I'm really excited about the people that I'm going to get to go down this road with. Aaron, um, just with Stan and Judge, how do you kind of plan to manage them in terms of uh, playing, you know, outfield, DH, and then how is uh, Judge's shoulder, you know, after the surgery and all that, kind right. of incorporating him back in? Yeah, he, he's he's doing well. Um, you, know, we'll, you know, we talk about, you know, managing individuals and getting individuals ready, and, and we'll certainly be as cautious as we need to be in the early days. Um, but I think the one thing that's exciting about both of those guys is we've got two, obviously an MVP, a rookie of the year, guys that are tremendous players. Both guys are really good defenders as well. And both guys, when I answer that last question, I'm talking about quality individuals that you can tell that it's about winning for them. It's about trying to chase down that championship for them. A lot of buy-in from, from those guys about, you know, being in some different spots in, in, in different scenarios. Um, but the, they'll both be very much a part of the process. And um, it'll be something that kind of is not set in stone right now and is something that will unfold now over the next five or six weeks about what, you know, what are the final roles that we view for them. Aaron, you mentioned style. Uh, 
obviously spring training isn't regular season, but is there a way to establish your style in terms of even intensity the way intensity the way you uh, want guys to go about their business and drills, things like that, and how will you go about doing that? I, I think there is. Um, you know, I expect us to have an energy and a pace to the way we practice. You know, one of our kind of mantras is we want to practice at a championship pace. So we want to be out on the field with energy, um, moving quickly, practicing as much as we can at game speed. Um, And I think one of the things that I really want to impart on these guys and that they already do really well in my view is have fun playing the game. I mean, I think that's what's one of the things that's really helped connect this team I think at a even a, another level than we've seen in recent years is the connection that they've now developed with the fan base. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with how much fun this team has playing the game of baseball. Because at the end of the day, it is a kid's game. And I think what leaps off the screen with this club is the fun that they're having playing baseball together. And that's something that I want them to never lose to continue to have that fun, but understand we're going out there with an, an intensity and an expectation of greatness. Aaron, obviously you're the, son, you're the son of someone who managed, and I assume you've thought a lot about managing, but in these last few months since you've got the job, has anything fallen onto your table where you were like, hmm, I wasn't expecting that one, and you could only know it because you are actually a major league manager now. Yeah, I don't think I've been blindsided, frankly, to this point. And and I say that out of out of reverence and respect for the for the position. Like I understand there's going to be things that happen in the course of a season, or you know, in the middle of the night um, that I probably haven't accounted for yet. Um, but I I would say to this point, um, you know, I feel like I've jumped right into the organization and um it's an organization on such solid ground from 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 ownership to the front office um to the player development and research and um and and that's what's something that's come across to me like the the stability of this organization um from top to bottom is has has honestly taken me aback a little bit. I've been surprised at how how solid, how stable everything is. And, um, you know, I've just tried to kind of jump in and be a part of that, part of that machine, if you will. And uh, the last few months have been really just getting up to speed with all our players, who they are, how we evaluate. Um, but I would say nothing has has caught me off guard yet, although I know it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Staying on the right side, Eric. Aaron, uh, you mentioned second and third. Mm -hmm. What else needs to sort itself out before you guys leave? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, how we how we use the DH, you know, how that's going to unfold. You know, we want to we want to be able to use that position to rotate guys through to be able to, you know, at times get guys off their feet in in different situations. Um, You know, how the outfield situation um, ultimately plays out and and how playing time kind of get gets divvied up. You know, who's going to emerge, you know, to provide us depth in our starting rotation? Um, you know, we feel like we have three, four, five, and maybe even more candidates that 
at some point can be could be options if a guy happened to go down or um, so finding depth I think in our starting rotation will be something we'll uh, be watching closely and something that um, I'm looking forward to seeing unfold and kind of who jumps out and steps up in our eyes. Every manager, not every manager, but a lot of managers develop a reputation, a tough manager, a player's manager, a technical manager. What kind of reputation do you want to have? Hopefully a good one. <laughs> um, look, I, I want to be somebody that, that is known as a smart manager that makes solid decisions, that's prepared, but also one that when you walk into our clubhouse, hopefully I'm a part of of what I believe is is a a winning culture, but also a culture where where guys are at ease, where guys are allowed to be themselves. Where when you walk into our room, um, it's not a stressful place. It's a it's a place where guys are at work and enjoy coming there to do their job. And hopefully I'm part of creating that atmosphere. On a couple of the position battles, do you view Hicks as your starter and center? If so, what do you see the role for Ellsbury? And at second and third, is it possible that you guys could open the season with rookies at both positions? Is that something that's been talked about? Is that highly unlikely? Well, first on Hicksy, I just saw him. He's in great shape. I think he's really confident. One of those guys that I think is really hungry to prove that last, not only last year was kind of him coming of age a little bit, but also that there's more to come. You know, I think he's, excuse me, really hungry. You know, that said, it's a long season. It's a long spring training. And Jacoby Ellsbury, we feel like, has a lot of really good baseball left in him. So um, that'll also be something I think that plays itself out. Um, as far as the second and third, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we talk about Wade and Torres and Anduhar, those are guys that are really knocking on the door to be big league ball players, and, and we feel like eventually impact big league ball players. So, yeah, I think it's a real possibility that that could happen. Um, again, that's something, though, that will play out over the next five, six weeks. Um, and, and hopefully we'll make the best decision um, as, as we break camp and head to Toronto. Aaron, I assume you've toyed with lineups. Mm -hmm. Do you need to see things in 30 games to figure out what you're going to do? Well, I need to see things from, you know, from a standpoint of if we're talking about younger guys being a, a part of the mix from the start, absolutely. Um, you know, I think the lineup will kind of play itself out and, uh, you know, hopefully um, we'll get these guys comfortable enough to, that, that they're a little bit flexible, you know, depending on if we're facing a righty or a lefty and those kind of things. But um, so, so we'll probably put guys in some different spots um, in, from a lineup standpoint here in spring training. But, but it, I wouldn't read too much into it, um, especially in the early days here. Um, w with how we construct our lineup. And, sure. I mean, it's something I'm talking about all the time with my coaches, with the front office, um, about, you know, how, how, how is it best that we line guys up, depending on our opponent. Aaron, just curious how your last experience as a TV analyst perhaps helped prepare you even more so for this kind of a job, maybe seeing the game from a different side of things and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, 
more so, but I would say it's absolutely helped prepare me in some way. You know, I went from right from the playing field to 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 the booth, to the studio. So, you know, I, I'm living this game every day just like somebody that's, you know, been a coach or been in the front office or been scouting or whatever. You know, I feel like I've, in a way, been doing that for the last, whatever, seven, eight years. Um, so it's different preparation maybe in some ways, but I feel very close to the game. I feel very current with the players. Um, you know, a lot of our um, prep for for ESPN and some of the work we dove into was analytically based, and so I feel like, you know, I was prepared a little bit in that way as well. So it's maybe different preparation than is typical, but I in some way feel like absolutely the last seven, eight years have prepared me for this time. You talked about, um, you know, wanting to be part of a culture where guys are at ease, but yeah. also obviously knowing that the championship is the goal. I mean, you also mentioned at the beginning about, about Tori, that first meeting. Was that, first of all, was that on the road in Oakland, I think? It was on Oakland. And, okay. They and, said, hurry up and get to Oakland. Right. Yeah, I got Hudson Zito Mulder. I'm like, <laughs> could have met you back in New York. Let me pack up my place. <laughs> right. But that first meeting with Joe, what, what, do you, what did he say to kind of set that tone that put you at ease but also let you know that it's about winning the championship? Game? Yeah, I think a lot of it was tone. And I think he did a great job right away because I, I think one thing I realized – as a player at that point in my career, been with one organization my whole life, six or seven years in the big leagues with Cincinnati, drafted by them, came up through their minor league system, and then boom, July 31st, go to Oakland, and all of a sudden, you know, you don't necessarily account for it, forget on the field, but just all the other stuff of introducing yourself and into new coaches, new players, trying to find a place to live, moving a family. You know, those are real things that um, I think sometimes don't necessarily get accounted for that. Um, and I think Joe is just very much a part of in just the way he spoke to me, the way he, kind of a soothing nature that he has of at least right away making that transition as easy as possible. And I, I just think there's a there's a way of communicating a presence, not necessarily even the words you say, but just a, maybe a presence that he had that I think at least helped me let, be put at ease a bit. And, you know, there are always so many eyes on this franchise yeah. and its history. I mean, you're part of that history from 03. Um, with Stanton and Judge, I mean, there are going to be more eyes on this franchise every year. You're the show again. You're the heavies again. Mm -hmm. do, do you love that? I mean, there could be circus. Do you love circus? Do you love the whole? Yeah. Um, it beats the alternative, right? I mean, it really does. I mean, at the end of the day, we want all these people in this room, all the buzz that's certainly apparent, you know, even – when I'm back in New York or even when I'm not in New York and the excitement um, that is being generated because of where we are as a franchise. Um, yeah, that's something that, you know, and one of my messages to our team will be to embrace that, embrace that expectation. And again, ex expect to go out there and be great. And, you know, with that, you know, comes this kind of attention and hopefully, um, if you guys are back year after year, then uh, we're probably living up to, to some of that hype. But we're not going to run from that. We're going to embrace that, and we're going to expect to be great. Hi, Aaron. Welcome. Thank you.
You talked about wanting to build your relationships with your players from the get-go. Have you taken the same approach with your coaching staff and supporting their respective relationships with the players? Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure guys are very ex- – uh, so I almost feel like this is cliche. To, I, I'm sure managers get very excited about their coaching staff, and rightfully so. You know, we, we went through and basically hired a staff. You know, I was hired in early December – and so a lot of staffs were already in place across Major League Baseball. Um, to say I'm so excited about my coaching staff, it, it, I think we have really impactful people in that room. And, um, you know, one of my, I guess, goals as a manager is I, I don't expect to be a guy that's micromanaging um, situations and part of that is because I believe the staff we've put in place are going to be hugely imp- impactful with their particular you know whether it's hitting coach pitching coach base running infield coaches I feel so confident in who they are and their ability to impact guys that they're they're going to have the freedom to really breathe into these guys and coach these guys up I, I think we have a chance to have a really impactful staff. I'm quite certain of it. Aaron, earlier in this, you used the term that you're consumed. What does that mean for you, that you're consumed with this? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that started from the get-go. You know, right away, you know, I talked about a whirlwind as a player getting traded. You know, when I first got the job, it was a whirlwind because it was pretty much right into the winter meetings. All the different, you know, interviews, media responsibilities, reaching out to players, um, you know, going to see players, have these dinners with players, play golf with players, you know, trying to connect, but then also putting together a staff. Um, Like I said, we were here a month ago for a couple days as a staff, not only just because I wanted us to be together, but also kind of so we're buttoned up, getting our plan in place, getting our thoughts in place, you know, getting to know guys in the front office, um, support staff people, um, you know, trying to get to know so many different people in the organization as best I can, you know, has taken time. And it hasn't been, it hasn't even necessarily to me felt like work to this point because I've loved it. It's, it's been getting to know people and getting to know our system and getting to know how we value things. Um, it's been a lot, but it's been, and it's been consuming, I guess, but it's been so much fun and so energizing. And I think we're in a really good place right now as we get ready to, to embark on spring training. Aaron, when you mentioned trying to create a place where guys are at ease and uh, it's not a stressful place, mm-hmm. where does that come from for you? Is it based on your own experiences, good and bad? Is it stuff you've noticed from the outside looking in before you took this job? Where does, all, where does wanting to get to there come from for you? Right. Well, I mean, I, look, I think... When guys are comfortable, when guys are able to be themselves, and, and, and especially younger players, you know, guys that we're going to count on, hopefully, to be a part of a championship club, you know, it's really important to me that those younger players feel comfortable in that room, feel like they're allowed to be themselves in that room. And I think when you have strong relationships, um, you know, you're able to bring that out in guys. And, and I also think when you have those strong relationships where guys feel good about being in a work environment, it also allows when those relationships are strong, 
you to have difficult conversations and you to challenge guys. And one of the things, you know, that's going to go on between myself, my coaching staff, the front office, the support staff, hopefully we're challenged each other all the time, you know, where we're, you know, not always in agreement, but we kind of work through situations and, uh, you know, because hopefully the communication is strong, uh, I think it creates a winning environment. You've answered my questions on player development, so I've got to go to question number two. Some of us have the pleasure of watching you, your father, and grandfather uh, all these years. Uh, welcome, Boone, once again. Um, a lot has been made of the uh, 2017 241 home run record for the New York Yankees and uh, won a goal to repeat or go even further. Can you um, specify one particular goal that you have for the New York Yankees in 2018? Win the last game. <laughs> um, look, I want us to get better. And, you know, hopefully myself in a small way, our staff, front office, people that Im are impacting our players, ho hopefully we're getting our players better and we're a part of that. And we want to continue to help our players achieve their best. Um, however that shows up in a home run standpoint, I have no idea. But I know what's exciting about that room is the one thing we do care about is winning. And, and that'll always be the driving forces. We want to win. The last year, um at this day, at this first press conference, the opening day starter was already announced this day. Uh, have you already decided, or do you have someone in your mind? No, but Larry and I talk about this stuff all the time. No, we're not there yet. Um, you know, a lot of that'll, you know, I don't know exactly when we'll determine that. Um, you know, I think one of the things with our staff is, you know, we've got a nice blend of, veteran, young, um, you know, Seve, who finished third in the Cy Young last year. Um, we feel like we have a very interchangeable group. You know, some teams, I think it's very clear, like, okay, this is opening day starter. It all slots in kind of well. Um, so I think we'll look at it um, a little bit from kind of a 30,000 feet view and, and kind of see what makes the most sense physically for these guys, you know, how we want to maybe try and protect certain guys depending on how the schedule lays out with off days, with who we, who we view their opponents would be. Um, you know, that'll be something that Larry and I really grill, down, grill in on and talk about probably on a daily basis. Um, but nothing has been decided yet. Uh, first of all, um, is your dad going to be in camp at all? Uh, no. Okay. He's in um, camp with the Nationals. So I actually spoke to him yesterday. So he's down there, and, oh, and right. we don't we don't go there. We don't we don't play them. So um, I think he's planning on coming to um, our home opener at Yankee Stadium. Okay. Um, when you got this job, I'm sure you and he talked a lot about managing. Mm -hmm. But when he managed, managing back then was a whole lot different the way managing is today. Sure. And uh, I just just kind of curious about what your conversations have been like with him. Uh, he's an old school guy. Right. And you're in this whole new world of analytics and everything else. You know what? As I talked about in the open, 
he's had a huge influence on my life. Um, you know, as a, as a person away from baseball and certainly my biggest influence, um, as a ball player. And, you know, we talk all the time, my family, you know, going back to my grandpa, you know, the conversation in the house was baseball, you know, family dinners. We talked about baseball cause that's what we know. Um, that hasn't stopped. I don't think there's been anything, honestly, that's been specific that, honestly, we've gotten into now that I have this position. I think he's very proud. Um, I think excited for the opportunity that he knows is in front of me with this organization. But we haven't really got into specific managerial stuff. We talk like we always do, and that's about baseball. But I would say nothing's changed from our conversations um, since I've gotten this job. Now, I'm sure he's one of those guys during the year when when stuff happens, when the things that come across my desk that, like I said, maybe I haven't accounted for, or, um, you know, he'll be one of those guys that certainly will be a sounding board for me and, and a guy that I look to um, for advice. <laughs>